I want to welcome everyone to this week's virtual drasha. I want to begin by thanking our sponsors to thank Dilya and Robert Ben for dedicating the drasha and commemoration of the yard site of Dilya's father, Harold Brown Tzvi Ben Aaron. To thank the Kaplan family, Yonasan and Jennifer Kaplan, Tina Kaplan, Jody Marlow for dedicating the drasha this week in commemoration of the second yard site of their beloved husband, father, grandfather, Rodney Kaplan, Yoel Ben Yisrael. We hope that in the merit of our time Torah, the Neshamas will have an aliyah and the families in Chama. We have the incredible privilege this Shabbos not only to read Parshas Truma, which begins the magnificent journey through the collection, creation of the Mishkan, fabrication of the vestments and utensils, but we also have the unique opportunity this week to read Parshas Zohar. You know, each and every week, we go through a week, Mondays, Thursdays, Shabbos morning, Shabbos afternoon, we read from the Torah, Kriyasa Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu, the Gemara Masechus Megillah explains, instituted this, said Klal Yisrael should never go more than three days without learning Torah. But that obligation of Kriyasa Torah is rabbinic in nature. But uniquely, we have one time of the year where there is a biblical obligation to read from the Torah, and that is Parshas Zohar. We have a biblical obligation to remember that which Amalek did to us, and we fulfill that obligation through this reading on the Shabbos before Purim. We do it on the Shabbos before Purim, the Gemara says, because Haman, who was the arch enemy in the Megillah, was a descendant, was a member of the nation of Amalek, and so we fulfill the biblical obligation of remembering Amalek on the Shabbos before Purim. And we read from Chumash Devarim. The Torah tells us this is in chapter 25, verses 17 through 19. Perek Chafhei, Psukim Yudzayin through Yates in Chumash Devarim, the Torah says, Zohar is asher asalacha Amalek bederech betzeschemesh. Remember what Amalek did to you when you left Egypt. Asher karcha baderech vayizanevecha kamech hashanacharecha. They happened upon you on the road, and they attacked the stragglers who were behind the camp. Viata ayef viyare viagevelayarlikim. You were tired, you were worn out, and you did not fear God. Vahaya baniach Hashem alokecha mikalevecha misaviv. And it will be when Hashem delivers you into your promised land and goes ahead and gives you, allows you respite from all of your enemies. Eradicate, erase the memory of Amalek from underneath, from underneath the heavens. Do not forget. And the great Tzadik, Ephraim Ashri, Zechar Tzadik Levracho, who lived from 1914 and just passed away in 2003. Rav Ashri was the Rav of the Kovne Ghetto. Now, dear friends, understand this was not an appointed position. This was not the Prabha, this was not something you tried out for. But during the Holocaust, during the days of darkness, in Lithuania, in the ninth, in the area, in Kovno, after Rav Elchanan Wasim and Hashem Komdomo was executed by the Nazis, the Lithuanian collaborators, Rav Ashri became the dominant rabbinic figure in the Kovno ghetto. And during those dark years, people would come to Rav Ashri with all types of questions life and death questions, day-to-day questions, and Rav Ashri, like a dutiful shepherd, answered their questions. Rav Ashri was so taken by the fact that people were asking Shailas, that people were trying to discern what is the Ratzon Hashem, what is the will of God, what does the Alokha mandate for us, even in these darkest of times that he committed. He wrote down all of the questions and answers. Now, when he was answering the questions in the Kav the Ghetto, he had no access to Svarim. There was no library to draw from. And as such, he answered the questions based on his memory, which was an incredible feat. After the war, he went back and he added in the footnotes. He looked up the answers that he gave, but he quoted original sources. He gave annotation, gave footnotes, and developed a six-volume series titled Shailas Achuvas Mima Amak, in response from the depths. 
And there's an English volume called Responsa from the Holocaust. And when you read through these tshuvas, each of them, more gripping and more heartbreaking than the one before. Stories of individuals facing unspeakable circumstances and yet so concerned with doing the right thing, so concerned with fulfilling the will of Hashem. In the introduction to the third volume of Shalas Hachubas Mima Amakim, Rav Ashri asks an interesting question. And he says, why does the Torah need to tell me, Zachar, remember, and Lo Tishkach, don't forget. In fact, again, it's the bookends. The section of what we call Parsha Zachar begins, Zachar Eis Asher Asalacha Amalek. Remember what Amalek did to you. And the last two words of Parsha Zachar, Lo Tishkach, don't forget. Is that not redundant, asks Rav Ashri. If you tell me to remember, obviously I can't forget. So after you told me Zachar, why is there a need for Lo Tishkach? And Rav Ashri says something absolutely amazing. He says, follow the flow of the psukim. The Torah says, remember. Now, obviously, in the aftermath of the encounter with Amalek, everyone remembers. Everyone remembers. And remember, for of Ashri, the encounter with Amalek did not simply refer to some historical event that occurred thousands of years ago. For of Ashri, as he was writing this introduction, the encounter with Amalek was less than a decade earlier. The embers, the fires of that encounter were still smoldering. So if Ashri says, after you encounter Amalek, of course you remember. Of course you remember. And he describes in such vivid words, who could ever forget the ghetto? Who could ever forget the concentration camps? Who could ever forget the horror that we saw visited upon our wives, our husbands, our children, our parents, our siblings, our friends, our communities, our people. Who could ever forget any of this? Who could ever forget? But then something amazing happens, says Rav Ashri. If you follow the Psukim, the Psukim say, But you know what happens in the aftermath of horrific, unspeakable tragedy? We rebuild. We rebuild. Hashem will bring us to our land, we'll rebuild. And Rav Ashri speaking to the community of survivors, saying, we'll rebuild. We'll start new families. We'll build new homes. We'll create new businesses, which will be incredibly successful. And says Rav Ashri something amazing. You know, sometimes when people begin to rebuild, they think that the only way to rebuild or to build a future is to obliterate and to erase your past. The past is filled with so much pain and horror. The past is filled with so much difficulty, trial, tribulation, and turbulence. I want to build a new life. I want to build a new family. I want to build a new future. And the only way to do that, says Rav Ashri, people think, using his wording, he says, I have to draw a kav. I have to draw a line. Here is the line of demarcation. Behind that line is the past. In front of that line is the future. And in order to build a future, I have to go ahead and forget the past. It's too traumatic, it's too painful, it's too difficult to quote his words. What good will it do for us to remember? What good does it do for us to replay the nightmares? What good does it do for us to constantly perseverate over the loss? And Sir Vashi says, I know what you're thinking. He's speaking to the community of survivors. Forget the past so that I could build the future. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu anticipates this. What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say? 
Vahaya if they will come, when in Merit Hashem you will dust yourself off, you'll pick yourself up and you will rebuild. But even then, lo tishkach, even then do not forget what Amalek did to you. So Rav Ashri explains, and we'll develop it in just a moment, that Zohar is asher Malik is almost like the instinctive, reflexive remembrance in the aftermath of a traumatic event. Of course I'm going to remember. But the lotishkach at the end, because it's a continuum, is when you want to rebuild, and when you begin to rebuild, and when you reestablish, and you begin to go ahead and reconstruct all that has been deconstructed and destroyed, and you're going to think that in order to go ahead and rebuild, you have to forget your pain, you have to forget your trauma, you have to forget your past, lotishkach. Kaddish Baruch will say, no, 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 don't forget. And Rav Ashri, develops an incredible lesson, which is in life, we must learn to own our pain and never allow our pain to own us. You see, traumatic things happen in life and traumatic things happen to all of us. Trauma is a very subjective idea. For some people, trauma can mean chas shalom abuse. Trauma can be verbal abuse, physical abuse, toxic relationships. For other people, trauma can mean tragic loss, a loss of a loved one. And for others, trauma could be unmaterialized dreams. I had dreams, aspirations, goals, and they just never came to fruition. And sometimes I blame myself for that. Sometimes trauma comes in the form of just bad decisions that I've made that have landed me in a bad spot in life and I don't want to be here. So the question is, what do you do with all of that trauma? So sometimes we think that in order to move forward, I have to forget, but the truth is, Anyone who's ever lived through trauma knows no matter how much you try to forget, no matter how much therapy you engage in, how much medication you take, which could all be incredibly helpful for dealing with trauma, you can't forget your trauma. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I don't want you to forget your trauma. Lo tishkach. I don't want you to forget it. I want you to own it. I want you to own it. You see, sometimes when we are filled with pain, that pain owns us. That pain controls us. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, don't let your pain own you. You own your pain. Take your pain and use it as a catalyst to accomplish something great. Take your pain and use it as a catalyst to go ahead and shape your personality, Litova, in a good way. You know, someone who's been impacted by tragedy or trauma knows what it feels like to be hurt. Use that to sensitize yourself in your interactions with others. Use that as a form of strength to be able to help others in need. You know, think about Amalek for just a moment. What happened with Amalek? Amalek attacked the stragglers. Stragglers. And do you know if we forget? Well, let's forget about it. That was terrible. But let's forget it. It was in the past. Let's move on. No, you can't. I have to own that pain. How do I own the pain of historical Amalek? There were stragglers. How did I allow people to be forgotten in the back of the camp? How did I allow for people to be outside? That means I just checked on myself and I just checked on my wife and I just checked on my kids and I didn't care about anyone else. Own your pain. Because when you own your pain, you say, okay, this is what I have. That ball of pain is part of me. And for those of us who have undergone trauma, we know that that pain is always with you. It never goes away. 
but you could own it. Now that that pain is part of me, what do I do with it? How could I use it to shape my narrative? How could I use it to shape my life? How could I extract some dynamic life lesson about myself? What have I learned about myself? What strengths do I possess that were only brought to the forefront because of this tragic circumstance? You see, when you learn something from your pain and when you grow from your pain, you've owned your pain and you have prevented your pain from owning you. And perhaps this is the message of Parsha Zachar. Every single year we have this biblical obligation to remember that which Amalek did to us. And for many of us, we scratch our heads saying, Amalek, Amalek, get in line, Amalek, get in line. There's a long line of nations who have adversely impacted us over the years. But what is it that we're supposed to remember as we stand in shul, either indoors or outdoors, listening to the Kriya this week? What is it that we're supposed to remember? We're supposed to remember Zachar. Remember your pain. Lo tishkach. Don't try to forget it. A, because you won't be able to forget it. And B, because then you'll lose out on the power of pain. Lo tishkach, don't forget. Don't try to obliterate. Don't try to mask the memories. Don't try to pretend like it didn't happen. Don't try just to ignore it and move on. Own it. What lesson can I harness from my pain? What lesson can I harness from my difficulties? What have I learned about myself as a result of my struggles? And how can I use it to build a better life. This is the message of Parsha Zohar. The Zohar, Lo Tishkach. May we be Zohar Hashem this coming Shabbos to fulfill the mitzvah, but more important, or just as important as fulfillment of the mitzvah, may we be Zohar Hashem to internalize the message. Wishing everyone a good and Erev Shabbos and a beautiful and restful Shabbos Kodesh.